And we are live. Welcome to the NBA Strategy Show. It is Friday, June 10th, game four of the NBA Finals between the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. Hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live and give a shout out to the man joining me for this show. That would be Ship My Money, Adam Share. Adam, how are you? Uh, been better. It's uh, 7 a.m. on the West Coast. Yeah, not, not great. That's the only, the only downside to uh, not being on the East Coast is you don't have the same sort of schedule. Yeah, I like the, I, I love the, you know, being done at 4 p.m. Like games are starting at 4 and you have the rest sure. of your day. Uh, I do not enjoy the morning shows on the West yeah. Coast. Do you think you would enjoy it if you were always out there? Um, like obviously, like if you got accustomed to the, right. I got to just start early. I would enjoy it, except probably still not on like Friday and Saturday mornings when, you know, there's the Thursday and Friday night bar scene. Fair, fair. You could probably schedule around that if you needed to. Yeah. Um, are you going to watch tonight's game? Uh, no. Going out with Eric and Jordan. Fair enough. Fair enough. Great times for uh, the awesome staff just not doing anything uh, involving the most important piece of sports <laughs> content that exists. Really, really great, great idea there for you guys. I will clearly be watching tonight's game, and you guys can watch it along with us, myself and Lafayette tonight, 9 p.m. on playback. Check our Twitters. Check the Osmo Twitter. Check the Osmo.com homepage for the links. All you have to do is authenticate with whatever your cable provider is. Hulu, YouTube TV, your actual cable provider. We all watch the game together. We have the game on the screen. You're not missing anything, but we're all synced up together. We all watch the action together. And Lafay and I say a bunch of dumb stuff for like three hours. It should be a great time. Are you, where, where are you? In my office. Oh, well, you have like a random blue backdrop. So I, it's, been this color for like a month and a half now two months okay well like i noticed it last show and then obviously i noticed it now i was off like last we we, we hadn't done shows together for a while that's true but yeah uh, this is this is old now yeah, okay still waiting uh, there, i have uh, like a furniture piece coming behind it what? but like i've got a i don't i don't know what to call it i don't like a thing that i could put shit on top of behind me so it breaks up some of the monotony of oh, just okay. blue but uh it's on back order so still waiting for that to get in then i can hang my shit back up again and not have it just be this flat blue screen where it looks like i'm giving a hostage call yeah. charcoal or blue mr Digo? it's i don't know hold on it brings out your eyes man thanks dude thanks thanks <laughs> it is Let's say Earthwise Blue, Valspar. Doing paint reads now. Can't beat it. <laughs> All right, let's let's just talk basketball because we know. Well, before we do that, No House Advantage, presenting sponsor of the show. We're going to touch on them in a little bit, but I don't want to. I don't want to skip it out of the gate. Let's just talk about this slate. I think that's the easiest way to do it. We're already on to Game Four. We kind of know where we're starting. We're going to talk about the Golden State Warriors to start this one off we could start with guys like Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins. We know they're playing time. Those guys aren't going anywhere. I think that we could wait a little bit here. I think the most interesting piece of information starts with a guy that 
I believe hurt you two nights ago, certainly hurt me in all of my best lineups. And that would be Gary Payton. He's 3,200 today. And he's sort of barring any blowout or barring any major rotational change for Golden State. There's no value in this series. There's no pay down, <clears throat> excuse me, where you're getting the, the 1K guy, at least as of now. Do you think that Gary Payton can see a slightly increased role off of game number three? Does he become like the value play du jour for you? He's 19% owned at the utility, which is in, in, very interesting to me. But I just don't know if they're going to unlock Iguodala, Bielitsa, Kaminga, Moody. Do we get that 1K guy or is Payton the floor now? I think it's pretty much Payton. So not the floor in the sense where like, you know, sure, you can hope you get a few minutes from Bielitsa. You can hope you get a few minutes from Iguodala. But even though he only played 11 and a half minutes last game, I still think the rotation was like more, this is going to, I don't really know how to word this, but like it was more favorable for Peyton than for like any other cheap guy, even though he played fewer minutes than I thought he would. Like I thought there was a chance he'd get into the 20s again. I kind of thought the floor was like 14, 15, 16. Um, He only got to 11 and a half, but you basically didn't have Iggy in the rotation until the very end of the game. Bielitsa played three and a half minutes. So like I had expected the Iggy slash Bielitsa combo or one of them to play like 10, 11 minutes. They played less than I expected. Um, and it's, but it's not like pool played a ton. Like pool played 24 minutes, um, including garbage time. So it was really just, you got even more playing time from Wiggins, uh, not even Thompson and Curry, really. Wiggins played more than he had been. Um, so, and Porter only played 21 minutes. So, I guess the roundabout way, like the roundabout thing I'm, I'm saying is that, like, I would be more concerned about Peyton if somebody had, like, jumped him in the rotation. Yeah. If, like, there, there's always going to be risk. I mean, it's game four of the finals. There's always going to be risk that Golden State just plays their main guys a million minutes and nobody on the bench plays a ton. But, um, when you think about these value guys, I would still say, based on the rotations that we saw, Peyton's the most likely out of any of them to play a lot of minutes for one yeah. reason or another. I'm with you there. Uh, if he's 19% owned, he's going to be a problem for me tonight. I'm just going to have a shit ton of him because I don't know that we unlock any 1K guys to change this entire site. And if we don't have anybody below Peyton he becomes just the guy that I have my eye on. When I ran my SIM earlier today, Gary Payton, 30, like if you get 14 points out of Gary Payton, there's a probably like somewhere in the neighborhood of like 40% chance that he is in an optimal lineup at that point in time. So that's, that's sort of the cutoff that you're looking for. If, if you think that he can get to 14 fantasy points, then he's probably going to be the value play you need, just given the way that the high salary guys pull um, any sort of fantasy points in this series. Like, do you expect to go lower than Peyton? Do you expect to go to Kaminga Iguodala? Because this is game four now. This is two straight losses for the Warriors. Generally speaking, we would expect some sort of roll of the dice from Kerr. Yeah, I don't hate the idea of, especially if you're playing like, you know, 150 lineups of kind of just, and it's something I was doing in in previous series that I talked about, just throwing a few minutes to Kaminga, Moody, like any of these guys. I don't think that 
it's like greater than 50% that any of them play, but they're just not going to get any ownership. And if, if any one guy on the slate that is 1K plays 8, 9, 10, 11 minutes, they're probably optimal. So yeah. it's a situation where you can kind of put yourself in a position to – you're going to be wrong a lot because, you, like, I, I just saw Antoine Murphy in chat say, Kaminga plays over Bielitsa. Hasn't been the case all series. That's not the most likely outcome. Certainly could happen, though. And if it does, Kaminga's 1K and 2% owned, and congratulations, you're at the top of the tournament competing for first. Um, so from that aspect, I think it's not a bad idea. There's there's no value. So, like, it would be different if you had – you know, let's say Gary Payton for some reason was 1K or Peyton Pritchard was 1K. Then there's like, it, it becomes more difficult to just like gamble on guys that probably aren't going to play. But right. um, when that's not an option, it, it makes more sense because, uh, you know, we, we don't know what the rotation is going to be. You're kind of just guessing based on previous games. You know, so I don't think that the most likely outcome is that any of these guys play, but it's certainly greater than, you know, 0% or 2% or 3%. Yeah, I'm very curious to see what Golden State ends up doing with the rest of this rotation because the minutes to Peyton are, to me, the biggest wild card. Like, Jordan Poole's already 5,800. That's a really tough sell. Not to say that he can't get hot and play well, but he's already priced like he has to get those minutes and play well. So I, I don't have much to add there. I think Otto Porter's minutes are limited. I, I think there's only so much that he could actually be out on the floor. So it's hard for me to see him taking that leap. So it's either Gary Payton gets more minutes or the five main starters start playing 42, 44, something along those lines. Or, and this one is out there and I don't entirely know if they're going to be able to do it from a spacing perspective. Do we get more loony now? You... <sighs> It's hard to say. I mean, like, he played even less last game than he had been. I know. I don't know if that I – don't, I don't know what But it's that weird. I mean, like, you have Udoka coming out and saying, like, our advantage is playing with size. And then you have Golden State playing even less Looney. Yeah. I, I, I was very surprised to see Looney's rotations. You know, very, very minimal. Didn't step on the floor in the fourth quarter. Just under 17 minutes. He was basically coming out there for, like, three or four-minute rotations and then coming back out. Is that the place where we can get different, a place where people aren't totally looking, but he's already 26% owned. He's as owned as Jordan Poole. I think there's more upside in Looney than there is in Poole. I agree with that. It's really, really, really difficult to see how – it's tough for me to see where Jordan Poole's, like, ceiling minutes come from unless he's just playing out of his mind. Like, yeah. you know, sure, that could happen, but the ownership is already kind of set for that to happen. Um, Looney from a rotational standpoint, you could see just kind of pick up more minutes matchup wise, maybe not saying again, not saying that like it's the most likely outcome, but it's easier to see where those minutes come from than it is pool because with pool, you like in a playoff series, he's never going to be the guy on the floor that you want to have the ball in his hands and you want to score. Right. He's a defensive liability. You have Peyton back that if you are playing from ahead, you know, is a much better defender. So I think. From a game plan standpoint, it's easier to say like, oh, the Warriors would like Looney to play 10 more minutes tonight than Poole, basically, is the way I think of it. Yeah, I, I think they can make the strategy call to play more Looney. The way that Poole plays more is if the shot's falling. It, like, it, it's, right. there's, no, there's no mechanism where like Jordan Poole's doing more of the little things 
he just doesn't have those little things in the bag. Right. And then the other thing, like, even if Poole's playing really well, if it if they're winning, he's still not in the closing lineup. No. Oh, no, he's he's totally done. Right. So and and I guess to to reiterate the one K talking point, um, because a lot of people in chat are saying, you know, coming they're you know, whatever talk shows are saying coming is going to play, blah, blah, blah. The, the other issue there is you can't just say, oh, this guy's going to play. You have to figure out where those minutes are coming from. Yeah. Look at Golden State's rotation last game. There's no random guy to take those minutes from. Like if Iguodala played 12 minutes and you told me it was going to be coming, you know, Kaming, maybe Kaminga plays ahead of Iguodala today. I would say like, yeah, that's certainly possible. And if you get 12 minutes from Kaminga, that's fantastic. But Bill Itza played three minutes and 27 seconds. Iguodala played two minutes and nine seconds. Kaminga's not taking minutes from Jordan Poole. He's not taking minutes from Gary Payton. There's no real reason to think he's taking minutes from Kevon Looney. It's much more likely Golden State just runs a very, very, very condensed rotation than they decide Jonathan Kaminga is what they've been missing. Yeah. If you want to tell me that Kaminga starts the second quarter in that Bielitsa run, sure. I'm like, I'm more than okay with having that sort of discussion. But generally speaking, raw uh, rookies probably not going to be the difference maker in game four of the finals. Like, right. The, I mean, the only way that, and like it, at 1K with the lack of value on the slate, if coming a place five minutes, it's certainly possible, depending yeah. on what other guys do, that he's optimal. Um, yeah, he's only going to need like seven or eight fantasy points. Right. But the, the only path to somebody like that really getting minutes is like Draymond Green foul trouble slash ejection. Yeah, which is obviously like we're not talking about like a logical path any longer. Like clearly that can happen, but we're then game planning for a very different game if he's just simply not on the floor any longer for any sort of possibility. Uh, Okay, and so Antoine Murphy is right. He said Kerr has done it on two other occasions where a guy didn't play the previous game and randomly gets 20 minutes, blah, blah, blah. Gary Payton was hurt. Otto Porter's been hurt. Draymond Green in previous series was in massive foul trouble slash getting ejected very early in games. There is no chance by design Jonathan Kaminga is playing big minutes tonight. It can happen, but it's going to be somebody gets hurt, somebody fouls out, somebody gets ejected. Um, That probably obviously would be Draymond Green being the somebody there. Um, there, There is no chance that Steve Kerr's big adjustment tonight is giving Jonathan Kaminga 20 minutes. No, not at all. Not at all. I, I mean, I assume that Boston wants them to play Kaminga. So that's why I don't expect to see it all that much, other than if he's the alternate to Bielitsa. Right. You just don't see rookie raw rookies do that well like no matter what we think about what Kaminga is going to be moving forward he is not a good basketball player right now like that's uh, he just isn't <laughs> so and it's just I mean the, the no, thing that, 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 that changes nothing for DFS because the salary is a completely different discussion right right um yeah and to me it's really just like you have to figure out where the minutes come from what are they gonna do give Draymond Green minutes to Kaminga absolutely not no. um Kevon Looney minutes to Kaminga why like why would they why wouldn't they just give Looney more minutes if if anything like if they're trying to go that route so you know that's the thing that and and again this from a DFS standpoint Kaminga if he plays four or five minutes certainly can get there but if you think that Kaminga is going to go out there and just like be some massive part of tonight's rotation 
you have to figure out where those minutes are coming from. And I think you're out of your mind if you think it's anybody that played 20-plus minutes last game. I'm with you. Do you see anything in Clay, Draymond, Steph, Wiggins that you want to point out? I know that I'm going to be incredibly light on Steph. He's $200 cheaper than Tatum. It's just going to be easier for me to go to Tatum over because there is nothing to pay down for. You're basically picking a lineup where it's going to be very difficult to have Curry and Tatum in an optimal lineup without a one K guy coming along for the ride. So you're, you're choosing between Tatum and Curry in most builds. I'm choosing Tatum over Curry at this point in time. Not like I feel great about it, but the upper bound of Tatum's minutes seems higher. And that's, and I think he's just a slightly better uh, fantasy player in general. Do you have any specific thoughts on Curry or the actual big four from Golden State? So the thing that really stands out to me right now, at least with Tatum versus Curry, lastly, uh, Alex and I kind of disagreed a little bit um, talking about it. Like I was, I, I thought Curry was a little bit better play just looking at ownership than Alex did. Uh, once I ran lineups and everything, I ended up not playing a ton of Curry you know either um but today at least right now we have curry projected for more captain ownership than tatum and we have very very similar overall ownership projections if that's going to be the case you know and only a 200 dollars difference for sure give me more jason tatum um yeah. where curry becomes interesting is if you start to get a gap between the two because the median projection on curry is going to be several points lower than jason tatum but the range of outcomes like he's just such a volatile player because he's such a ridiculously good shooter. So if you start to get an ownership gap there, like certainly Steph Curry can beat Jason Tatum any given game. But if you're in a position where you're basically just getting even money on Tatum versus Curry, I don't know how you take Curry. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page there. Uh, To me, Clay is the guy that I want the most from Golden State. Although like Clay, Draymond, Steph, they're all basically owned the same. I don't know. I I don't know how you can play Clay today because it's not game six. He just had a good game three. There's no way he has a good game four. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I love it. Had a bunch of them last time, worked out well. Certainly going back to him. Um, to, I, I like him a lot at 7,200. There's just – I'm going to touch on this a lot, but because, because of that lack of 1K situation, getting to the, the Clays, the Draymonds, Smart, Horford, Wiggins, those kind of guys in the captain spot free up the money to balance out those other five spots. So I'm, I'm really looking at like the non-Tatum, Steph-type captains. Clay is the guy that stands out to most of me. 6% owned in the captain spot right now. Like I like that a lot. If the shots are falling, great, because we know Clay is going to get those shots up for sure. Who do you like the least of the Golden State Big Four? Because they're all basically owned, you know, in and around the same, except for captain ownership. Yeah. Um, kind of none of them. I mean, I guess sure. Raymond, just because he is a little bit more popular. He's also a little bit less expensive. Um, but like 10% captain ownership for Draymond, only 6% for Clay, $400 price difference. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess if I have to answer which of them I like the least, it's Draymond. I think he has the most foul risk of the group. He has the most ejection risk um, to clarify that. Cause I already saw it come up again in chat today with Draymond's going to get ejected. <laughs> Draymond has a clearly sub 10% chance of getting ejected. Um, if you were to sign him like a 5% chance of getting ejected, that would probably be like the highest ever in any single game chance of somebody getting ejected. Like it's 
possible it's possible it's greater than zero but it's not anything that is likely remote remotely likely to happen um he's not getting but, ejected down to one right um the the bigger issue with Draymond is the foul trouble and that's something that you know just reflects in his average playing time so that's why I would say him a little bit behind you know Thompson and Wiggins just it's it's harder for Thompson and Wiggins not to play 38 to 40 minutes than it is for Draymond is there anything else that you want to touch on on the Golden State side of this one like we haven't Um, really said Wiggins name I don't think there's anything to say like yeah there's kind of like nothing to say there like it's a, a, a positive last game, and I think this was to be expected, but it was good to see. Uh, Wiggins played 40 minutes. In game one, he had played like 35 or 36, despite it being a competitive game. It was one of those situations where um, I was pretty confident that as the series goes on in competitive games, you're getting 40 minutes from Wiggins, but it was certainly nice to see. If you guys think that the Boston fans are under Draymond's skin, you guys are out of your mind. He loves this shit. This dude yeah. is made to have like, – he loves – the idea of him going into Boston and being like the villain and then being the hero in Golden State, this is ex- it's perfect. Draymond's it's perfect. not a dumb guy. Um, he loves it. He's not saying all the shit he says if he doesn't want people to react. Right, right. It's entertainment. He's plugging. He's making the product more entertaining. This is pro wrestling one hundred and one. This is. For those of you that watched wrestling in the 90s, this is Bret Hart being a giant heel in the United States against Stone Cold, then going and doing a show in Calgary and being the most popular thing in the history of the world. That's all this is. Yes. It's, he loves like, it. Is it bothering Draymond's wife? Probably. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, somebody said Draymond's so soft his wife had to chime in. There's a 0% chance that Draymond was just like whining about the Boston fans and his wife yeah. felt bad or something. Like, the wife probably wasn't thrilled with the way they were treating him. He right. could not care less. No. He like the last thing he wants is some like sit on your hands type. That's boring, man. He yeah. he wants everybody chirping. Everybody. Look, that's it's it's just it's entertainment. And he gets it more than most. You're like, imagine the opposite. Like, you know, he's Draymond is essentially like, you know, the the current version of Shaq or Barkley, you know, he's the new, the new guy in that vein. You think like the crowd's booing saying F you Shaq in a game, like Shaq's going to just, no, he's he probably have his own, the Shaquille O'Neal podcast. If this was 25 years ago, he'd be saying ridiculous shit about it. It'd be great. Did you see the reporter ask uh, green if he thought that like Boston was learning from his podcast? No. Oh yeah. I'll send you the clip later if I can find it. But uh, the reporter's like, um, you know, I, I was listening to your podcast and you were talking about adjustments that you guys needed to make from game two to game three. Do you think that, you know, are you worried that, you know, Boston could be kind of taking stuff away, taking like X's and O's away from your podcast? And Draymond's like, um, what X's and O's are you referring to? And the guy's like, well, you said that you needed to do a better job of defending smart and Horford and giving them tough looks. And Draymond just starts like cracking up. He's like, you think the X's and O's are that we need to defend guys and not give them wide open looks? Uh, he's like, yeah, I'm I not think they know that too. It. Right. <laughs> yeah. People are dumb. People are just so dumb. Was he being interviewed by YouTube chat? Right. <laughs> and then so, like someone else, like I guess a reporter that he has like a good rapport with asked him like a totally different question. And so he like answers it and he's like, by the way, uh, 
did you have any concerns over our X's and O's from my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's fantastic. All right. Uh, I'm just looking at the ownership one last time. So Curry at 20% at the captain, Draymond at 10, Clay at six, Wiggins at eight. Just from a captain perspective, final question for Golden State. Uh, what, do you, what do those numbers look like to you? Do you see anybody that you think is particularly over or undervalued? This it, it pains me to say, I don't think I've said it all postseason, but Clay at 6% at this price tag at captain, I think it's really interesting. Um, yeah. I agree with like, you know, people in chat have kind of been anti-Clay and that's where I've been all postseason. But the big reason previously was that you were getting Clay at, at an elevated salary and his ownership wasn't any lower. Now you're getting him at, the same price point as Wiggins and and Draymond. Um, from a projection standpoint, he's going to be similar, but I think you just have like a little bit higher ceiling from Clay, given that he can just come out there and knock down a million threes. Yeah, I I'm very surprised to see that be as low as it is. I think he looks much like he was the optim uh, the optimal captain on Wednesday. I think he looks fantastic at that six percent number. That would certainly be a spot where i'm i know as of right now i ran the crunch i am well over that six percent mark and i'm more than happy about it don't have much else it's like i don't want 20 percent steph in the captain spot to me that's a, a no-go Draymond is pat bev on a better team stop it that is blasphemy where is who said it i don't even see it oh uh Mr. Nice Guy, like three comments up. Oh, God. No. 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 Not at all. Pat <laughs> Bev ain't winning no. Like implying that he's better. Stop. Draymond Green is one of the 10 best defensive players in the history of the NBA. He has Defensive Player of the Year awards, which Pat Bev will never, never sniff. You've never had anybody come out and say that Draymond just makes it look like he's playing defense. No, that's that's just a crazy, crazy take. Anything else for Golden State? No. All righty. Well, let's talk a little bit about everything right now. Promo. NBA strategy show. One big word. Giant. NBA strategy show. All caps, no spaces. That will get you 50% off your first month of Awesome O Plus Platinum if you've never been a subscriber to us before. Take advantage. Guys, the amount of stuff that we have behind the paywall is staggering. Projections, ownership, Discord, uh, lineup builders, top stacks, top pitchers, top golfers, top fighters, all sorts of stuff across every single sport. That's what this promo code gets you. It's not just NBA because it's the NBA strategy show. It covers everything. You get it for 50% off. Only thing you don't get with that promo code is Fantasy Cruncher. It's not a part of our base packages, but the key but here, you can just add it at checkout. That simple. No fuss, no muss. You can just simply get it as a paid add-on. We've got high stakes ownership projections for the playoffs as well, so make sure you're checking that out too. And then we have to talk at least a little bit about the presenting sponsor here, No House Advantage. This is 100% peer-to-peer. They've got 500 plus props offered every single day. You can get a $25 
deposit bonus when you sign up using the promo code AWESOMO. This is the key piece for No House Advantage. These props don't change throughout the day. So if there's news, it's not as big in the finals because you're rarely getting guys ruled out that matter. But just for any sport in general, you don't have to worry about the prop changing. So there's there's possibilities where you get basically free squares. Like a day like today, guys like Gary Payton Jr., or the third, or whatever he is. The second? He's the second, isn't he? Yeah, whatever. I hate it. I can't tell you. Gary Payton, the not glove. Seven and a half points, three and a half boards, one and a half assists. I don't, yeah, the mitten. I don't really have much of a lean on the Gary Payton props, but if you think he's getting more minutes, go for it. Looney, five and a half points, seven and a half rebounds. If you think he's getting more or less minutes, that's where you're going to just need to sort of play the, I'm going to create a game script and move forward here. But Looney... Peyton, two of the guys on No House Advantage where I think you could find some variability. Just check it out. Use the promo code AWESOMO. It's going to help you out a ton. Ready to go to the Boston Celtics? Yep. So I don't have much to say about Boston because at this point, I think this rotation is about as set in stone as we're going to find. There will be some sort of balance between grant williams and Derek white where like one guy can get more minutes one guy can get less i don't really see where we're going there they're going to want robert williams time lord to play as much as he can handle he was fantastic in the second half of game three don't have any concept of how healthy he can be there's all obviously hiccups in his knee right now but just looking at boston in general I don't have anybody like to me, there's no, we can't have the same discussion we had about golden state that we had with Boston. Is there anything that you're paying attention to with regards to the Celtics rotation? No. Um, and one reason is that last game, they did exactly what I said. I thought they were going to do um, at, at least, you know, at some point in the series, Daniel Tice got out of the rotation. I don't know why they would bring him back. Uh, someone just asked if he was going to get minutes today. Like it's greater than 0%, but I don't know why he would like he, him getting minutes didn't really make sense in the first place. They kicked him out of the rotation. They won the game. Uh, there's no, it's not like Boston. It's not like you're expecting Boston to make some sort of adjustment here. They just won the game. Like they're, they're good. Um, yeah. So there's no reason to expect Tice to be in the rotation. I expected Pritchard's minutes to start coming down. Um, you know, you had seen him play uh, a lot of minutes in the, or relatively a lot of minutes in the first two games, but game one, you had smart basically not play the fourth quarter. Uh, game two, you had the blowout. I expected that you were going to start getting, you know, nine to 10 minutes from Pritchard. So there's no adjustment I need to make there. Uh, Derek White, I think you could still certainly get more minutes from. I think on average, I would still project around 28 minutes from White. But uh, yeah, there's not there, there's not any guy sitting on Boston's bench where I'm like, oh yeah, maybe, uh, you know, maybe he he ends up being the key piece today. Like those guys don't really exist. Yeah, I, I think we're on the same page uh, here. I'm pretty light on Derek. I'm certainly light on Grant Williams. Would I be surprised if he played more minutes? Absolutely not. Like that, we we know who's playing. Would I be surprised if Grant Williams turned his like somebody else's minutes became Grant Williams? No. Would Grant Williams get more minutes if Robert Williams happens to get hurt? Yes. Is that Maybe. likely? Potentially. It's the only place where minutes are coming from. Right. <laughs> At right. That right. Point. Yeah. Like. Without fouls or anything else, 
Horford's not playing less minutes. He only played 30 last game as is. I think he actually probably plays more minutes. Um, Smart, you know, got back to his 3940. Uh, I had said on the show with Alex prior to the last game, you just can't look at, like, even though he, you know, barely played the fourth quarter in game one, then you had the blow in game two. You can't look at Marcus Smart and say anything but in competitive games, they want him playing 38 to 40 minutes. Um, So you can't realistically take those minutes away. Tatum and Brown certainly aren't losing minutes. Uh, So, yeah, it's really just does is Robert Williams able to play 25 26 minutes if he is you're looking at a very similar rotation the last game if he's not it opens the door for a little bit more Derek White slash Grant Williams Derek White already at 6k which makes things pretty difficult you get guys like Time Lord at one percent in the captain I love that because if things break correctly they want him to play 26 minutes or something along those lines and if he's doing that and blocking and he had seven stocks in the last game it was just a terror defensively. So I like the idea of getting the Time Lord as a captain option. To me, Jason Tatum, the best play on the slate. Uh, happy to pay up to the 11-2 mark. I, I, I want to get there ahead of Curry. I have him in basically everything. So I'm happy to go there. Who stands out most to you from Boston? Um, I'm with you on Tatum. You know, kind of mentioned it in the opposite direction when we talked about Curry. But with the way ownership looks right now, I think uh, it, it really pushes up Tatum. Um, Brown looks good like he's getting 46 percent ownership 10 percent captain ownership but he does give you that discount off of tatum and curry so like obviously i haven't built lineups yet but you can probably make some really interesting lineups where like you just play jalen brown at captain and maybe play tatum maybe don't like you know get a lineup where you just have guys that are definitely going to play mid 30s plus in a competitive game and don't even worry about the kaminga payton Billy to Iggy bullshit that everybody else is going to be trying to get to. Um, yeah. You probably can make some pretty interesting lineups that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm pretty neutral on Jalen Brown from an ownership perspective, but I'm heavy on Tatum. I'm heavy on smart. I'm heavy on Al Horford. I'm heavy on Robert Williams. I'm, just, I'm heavy on Boston again, not as heavy as I was heading into Wednesday's game, but still over on Boston. I think it's just easier. It's more comfortable to get to Boston. You got to take more chances with golden state. I I guess to just like better articulate what I was saying, um, if you put on DraftKings, if you put Jalen Brown at captain, you have $7,060 per position. So that pretty much means you can live in the Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Horford, smart price range. Um, You know, Robert Williams at 6,200. If you put Jason Tatum at utility along with Brown at captain, now you're down to $6,025 on average. So, like, Robert Williams is more, even more expensive than that. You're looking, you know, at yeah. the White Pool Porter, Grant Williams, like those guys being pieces that you're obviously going to have to get to in order to make your lineup work. So um, you kind of get, I think, even though you're you're missing probably the highest scoring player on the slate, I think you get a different build and a still pretty high upside build if you just, like, if Jalen Brown's your captain and most expensive player. Yeah, if you're going to go to Tatum or if you want to just say like you have Steph as well when you have Brown at the captain spot, you probably need Gary Payton or a pay down option somewhere. It's going to be hard to make that lineup otherwise. I'm trying to find one that I ran and like they all have Gary Payton. Like, yeah, I mean, just the the obvious example here and like I'm sure this lineup. Will I got one here. Jalen Brown, captain, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Robert Williams, Al Horford. That's a really good lineup. It doesn't have Tatum. It doesn't have Curry. But given the lack of value that we're expecting in this series, 
that's a really, really good lineup because um, really, I, realistically, I think Tatum can be the highest scorer and you don't even need him as long as you don't get any of those cheap guys playing any sort of substantial minutes. The, the highest ranked guy uh, lineup that I had with Jalen Brown at captain that doesn't include Marcus Smart or doesn't include Jason Tatum or Steph. Uh, I like all of them, honestly. It might be, one of these might be what you read off, but the three highest ranking lineups that I had were Brown, captain, obviously. Smart, Wiggins, Thompson, Draymond, Derek White. Smart, Horford, Thompson, Draymond, Poole. Or Smart, Wiggins, Thompson, Draymond, Poole. Like any sorts of combinations there are leaving out Tatum. They're leaving out Steph. You're spending close to your salary cap and getting just a completely balanced lineup. They all showed up quite highly ranked for me. Um, yeah. I like those builds a lot. And, and so one thing I want to point out, I saw it in chat. Somebody said uh, last game, there was no Tatum or Steph in the optimal lineup. So when, when you're looking back like that, for one, you want to keep in mind what they actually did. Like yeah. your takeaway can't be, or shouldn't be that they weren't in the optimal lineup. So you don't need to play them today if they had bad games. And last game, neither of them was very good. Like 49 points from Tatum, 44 from, from Steph that neither of those are big games. So like it's more so, or it's, it's at least partly they didn't play well. So they weren't in the optimal lineup. That doesn't give you any useful information going forward, but it is worth noting. And, and Today, I think, is most – it reminds me the most of last postseason. Like, last postseason, uh, I was able to make a pretty good amount of money just by, like, not playing crappy 1K guys that everyone else was playing to force in the most expensive guys, going more balanced, like, basically playing a completely opposite strategy to what you do during the regular season because teams are playing condensed rotations. They're not trying to give these guys more minutes, and the cheap guys are getting ownership. So – from that standpoint, when you have really, really tight pricing like this, it does, and you know, I'd said it, and I agree with the, the point in chat, it does make it more likely that the top scorer isn't actually in the optimal lineup because getting, if the top scorer is Tatum, getting to him means you kind of have to play like Gary Payton or one of the 1K guys, and there's a decent chance that none of those guys do anything and they get massively outscored by Clay Thompson, Horford, you know, Smart, whoever. It's, it's a fascinating set. I don't know if you, I'm sure you didn't know this. The top five optimal lineups on DraftKings were five different captains. See, that, that's really interesting. And to me, that's the, that's ideal from a just playing and enjoying it standpoint. Yeah. Clay was in the actual optimal. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Andrew Wiggins, Robert Williams. They are the five captains. They were all within two points of each other, but they are the five most optimal lineups, all five different captains before you double it back up with Robert Williams. And then the seventh lineup is actually Al Horford. So there's six different captains in the top seven lineups from this past game. And that's why we're talking about how if we're not unlocking a 1K guy, then we're probably going to see that sort of scenario where there's ambiguity at the top, especially if it's not, Steph or Tatum being the guy that gets to that captain spot. Right. Like my kind of pisses me off. I didn't make more money than I did given that, but like my big <laughs> strategy, I guess, suggestion lastly was that I really liked the idea of being overweight on these mid range guys at captain. Um, yeah. And obviously it worked out. 
even more so now though, because last slate I loved Gary Payton, and I guess that goes hand in hand with why I didn't make more money. Um, yep. But I, I loved Gary Payton, so to me it was easy to still get to those pay up guys if I wanted, you know, in, in some lineups. Um, but even more so today, like if if Gary Payton plays 10, 11 minutes, like that's not going to be a great value piece for you either. Uh, so I, I just really like getting to these mid range captains. They're still not getting a, a ton of ownership, um, and you can even go a little bit further down. I mean, Robert Williams at 1% at captain yeah. at 6,200. I had mentioned him last slate too, as somebody that, and I didn't get a lot of captain. I was way over the field at, at utility, but if his knee holds up, they want him playing into the mid twenties. He's over a fantasy point per minute guy. He's kind of in a price range by himself. You know, you have Jordan pool there. You have Derek white there um, from a ceiling standpoint, I think. And you know, Looney's there uh, from a ceiling standpoint, you know, I think Williams is, probably the highest of the group. If not, it's very close. Um, So even going, you know, a little bit cheaper, getting down to him uh, to me makes a lot of sense. I love the Robert Williams captain play today based on his current ownership. It's just perfect. I have on the crunch that I ran, I have 12% right now. That would be exactly like, I'd be very happy being in that spot. Do you, would you have any interest? I guess Tice would be the guy. I don't actually want to pitch Tice in this case, but like in terms of 1K guys from Boston, you're going, I assume you're going to the, the, the 1K guys from Golden State before you go to the Tices or Neesmiths of the world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just easier. I mean, and I, I kind of alluded to it before. Like, there's no chance that Udoka is like sitting there game planning and saying, like, all right, we need to change last game's rotation, you know, get Tice back in there. Like, they, they won the game. There's a yep. much better chance that Steve Kerr has some 1K guy that he plans on playing tonight that he hasn't been, whether that's Kaminga, Moody, whoever. Anything else that we need to touch on here from the Boston side of this one? I don't really think so. I mean, uh, so I, I guess the Al Horford piece is is worth talking about. You know, yep. he didn't play a ton of minutes in games one or two. Game one was competitive. Game two wasn't. Um, Udoka talked about trying to shave minutes off of Horford early in the series. I think, and right now he's projected for 8% captain ownership, 43% actual ownership. So we're not getting a situation where he's not getting ownership. But I do think that as the series goes longer, you start getting more minutes from Al Horford. I completely agree. Uh, they have an extra day off between these next two games. So you can feel pretty good about like letting him rip on a day like today, especially playing reduced minutes in game three. Like he should be ready to play 38 to 40 minutes today if necessary. Right. Um, and, and like he even referred to that in his presser prior to game three, you know, when he said that he had been trying to, you know, shave some minutes off of Horford because he played so much last series, he still was like, you know, but we're, still evaluating rotations and all of that. Um, The way I put it prior to last game was you shouldn't read into those comments or read into the playing time that Horford's gotten so far and think that it's like predictive because there's no chance that Boston is going like, all right, man, we played Al Horford, you know, 38, 40 minutes. We played him a lot of minutes in the the conference finals. Now let's rest him up in the, in the actual finals. Like if they need him, he's playing a lot of minutes. They've, they, they would, they wanted to kind of ease him in. Um, but, you know, as you get into games, you know, four or five, six, seven, like they're not going to be looking to take minutes off of Al Horford. No, you're not saving those minutes for next year. That's for sure. 
Guys, schedule for the rest of the day. MLB strategy show coming up after this at 11 a.m. MLB live before lock coming up at 545. And then the NBA deeper dive is back at 7 p.m. That will be Adam and Laffy. Maybe I'll pop in at the end. We shall see. NBA live before lock then at 8 o'clock. And at 9 p.m. on playback, myself and Laffy watching the game. Make sure you're coming along and watching with us. We had an absolute blast. We watched the entire game on Wednesday. We're going to do it again so long as it's competitive. Join us for it. NBA ownership projections are free for today. Very big asset if you're playing NBA Showdown. So make sure you're checking them out. MLB top stacks are free. Probably my favorite tool on the site. And MMA rankings are free. Also, check out the process. I posted that earlier today. I took a look at the best contests for UFC 275 this Saturday. Already got them in right now, but there's still plenty of room to get in those contests if you want to do it. And you could use our MMA rankings to help you out. Adam, who wins tonight? Boston. Goes to 3-1. Would you try to... Uh, have you hedged at all? No. Um, I bet... I bet Golden State game one, so obviously lost that. Um, sure. Tried to bet Golden State third quarter game one, which would have been a win, but uh, DraftKings decided they couldn't confirm my location for that bet, so that was not ideal. But uh, no, I didn't hedge. You put a small amount on Golden State if Boston wins tonight, just because the series line is probably pretty huge at that point. I, I mean, I can't. Like, can't bet in LA. Can't bet in Maryland. Oh yeah, oh, yeah shit. Never mind. Well, good luck. Ride that one out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, could go to the casino, I guess, if I wanted to, but... Uh... Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I mean, from an entertainment standpoint, I would like the Warriors to win tonight. I want Game 7. I want to go to Laffy's house for Game 7 and do a live playback watch, which would be just really, really fun. In... Yeah, that would be entertaining. Yeah, that would be a yeah, good I mean, time. I've been kind of torn on this series. Like, obviously, I want Boston to win because I would like to make $5,000, but... Sure. I, I like Golden State more than I like Boston. So, like, like when they won game two, it was kind of like, cool. Like, I would rather the Warriors win, but also I would rather get paid. Yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for Boston here, but I, I certainly want it to go seven. Uh, the TV rating on a game seven Boston-Golden State would just be insane. I want to do that content next Sunday on Father's Day, no less. Uh, I don't think I have anything else I have to ask. Is there anything we missed? Anything you could think of? I don't think so. I think we crushed this one. Make sure you're watching all of the content today, guys, but that's going to do it. I think we're going to have to get out of here. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Hit that like button once again. Let's get that number north of 100 while we're live. Subscribe to the channel, notification bell, all that good stuff. Watch everything that you see on our YouTube channel. Go to Osmo.com. Check out everything. And shout out one last time to No House Advantage for being the presenting sponsor. MLB strategy show coming up in 15 minutes on the channel. Make sure you're checking it out. Good luck, everybody. Uh, we will see you again for game number five.